Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Sorry for the um, absence here the last couple days, catching up after camp meeting and uh, uh, just in recovery mode. <laughs> it's not really recovery mode. You know, it's like the best weeks. This last camp meeting was the, and the best one that I've ever been to. But you sleep in, you spend time with the family, and then it comes time to podcast and you think, I'll do it tomorrow. So good to be back. Thanks for uh, all of our People have been sharing the podcast and our new listeners and all that. Um, if you don't follow my wife and I on Instagram, uh, you've been missing a lot of great content. I don't know about my wife, but in my story, I've got a, a meme template now of myself uh, getting hit with the joy and hilariously laughing, and I've been making memes the last three days straight. So if you don't, it's at Ryan Yusta underscore R-Y-A-N-J-O-O-S-T-E. Now is the time. My wife's content, she takes a lot better photos than I do. Her, her, her page, her layout's going to look a lot better. I hardly ever post on the page, but the, but the stories, if you, want, if you want some good memes, you can follow me. Let's go back to Titus chapter 2, verse 1. Your duty is to teach them to embrace a lifestyle that is consistent with sound doctrine. I like the wording here. Your duty, now he's talking to Titus, uh, uh, who he left on the Isle of Crete to establish the church, right? And so this is what he says. Your duty is to teach them to what? To embrace a lifestyle that is consistent with sound doctrine. You know, when you get born again, really being just, when you're a young person being raised in a house with rules, the there's things that you do because you're made to do them. You have to make your bed you have to take out the trash. There's like, I don't feel like doing it. I'd rather be playing video games, but I have to mow the yard today, right? And that's part of your parents teaching you responsibility. So you don't let kids do what they want to do, or they'll rot their teeth out eating candy, right? You 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 discipline them, and then you're, the parent's job is to create children who then be, can become self-disciplined, where when they wake up, they know whether it's because they know there'll be a punishment or whatever, they know I have to make my bed and I'm going to do it without my mom telling me to do it, right? But when you come to the kingdom of God, some of that can trail with you. I got to read my Bible. And, you know, really, whatever it takes, you know, if someone reading the Bible because they were told they have to is what it gets for someone to keep their relationship with the Lord. I'd rather someone make heaven and, and doing everything out of, oh, I got to do this, I got to do that. I remember when I was a teenager, um, Norval Hayes came to our church at the river and, and he was teaching, and he said, if you want to go to heaven, take communion every day and read three chapters of the Bible a day. If you don't read three chapters of the Bible a day, you won't make it to heaven. You know, and, and that was maybe just his way of, <laughs> of getting people who don't read consistently to read. I don't, I don't, you know, there's nothing, I haven't found that verse that says if you're not reading three chapters, because chapters, obviously chapters and verses came later on. But, but the Bible says if you want to have good success, meditate in the word day and night. So he's, he's not wrong, Right. Um, but for me, there, you know, I, I thought to myself, man, I wanna, I wanna make heaven. So every night before bed, I'd read my three chapters. Sometimes I'd be falling asleep, but I was getting my three chapters in because I didn't want to go to hell, right? But there comes a point where instead of in, instead of doing things out of duty, you embrace a lifestyle that's consistent with sound doctrine. It becomes something that you pursue for yourself. I've embraced this, whether it's because you've counted the cost. You know, there's more. There's more than one type of motivation. They did a study. Uh, on on mice, and they put a, ma- a mouse in like a maze, and they put a block of cheese at the end, and uh, the mouse would, the, when they added the block of cheese, it was like the positive motivation 
made it that the mouse moved quicker to get out of the maze. You know, before the motivation was there, he just kind of wandered his way around and maybe eventually found his way out. But when they put the cheese there, there was there was a positive motivation. And so it moved at a greater speed through the maze. Then they took the cheese away, they put the mouse in there, and they put the they they put the scent of a cat in behind it. And guess what? It actually moved faster through the maze than the cheese had motivated it to. So if you had the no motivation. Uh, the first one was no motivation, and the mouse moved at a certain speed, pretty slow, just kind of w- wandered its way through. When there was cheese, it definitely picked up the pace. When there, when there was no cheese, but when there was a, the smell of a predator coming behind it, it, it moved quickest. It moved quick, but you know what moved quickest? When they did both, they did the cheese and they did the smell of the cat. This is a very interesting study. Um, but why? There's negative and there's positive motivation. So, so for me, part of the reason why, uh, part of the reason why I serve the Lord is because I, I refuse to go to hell. I've counted the cost. I'd rather die today standing up for the kingdom of God than deny the Lord and end up at the end of my life going to hell. I've counted the cost. My life in eternity is much more valuable than any amount of days I can have here on this earth. And so that's a, a negative motivation, right? Uh, avoid hell. But then there's the positive motivation. Make heaven. Have a reward in heaven. Why do we do this podcast? You, you know, we don't take up offerings for this. So anyone who could critique us, we've spent, I think this is episode 420 something, an average of 16 minutes an episode. You do the math. And then it's, that's not including time that we take to prepare. We study for these things. There's notes that we write. I mean, there's preparation that goes into these things. But why am I doing this? Well, because I want other people. It's coming out of a love motivation for God. I love Jesus. I've fallen in love with God, and I want to make him happy. And part of that is pouring into other people. And so there's, this, there's an embracing of this lifestyle that's consistent with sound doctrine. This reminds me of Hebrews 13, which is a great chapter. I recommend you read it through. Hebrews 13, where he says, we're, pray for us because we're in all things willing to live honestly. So you, you see there's people who live honestly, but it's because they're, they, they know they have to and they know it's the right thing to do. Oh, I'm doing it. You know, it's like the kid who says, I'm sitting down on the outside. Uh, on the outside, but on the inside, I'm standing up, right? In protest, the people who do it, oh, you know, I guess I know I got to do it. And and if everything's out of condemnation or just, um, oh, I'm supposed to do these things, compulsion, then then it takes the joy out of it. But if you if you can allow the Lord to do a work of love in your heart and you can embrace a lifestyle, man, this is what I want to do. My, 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 there's people I know that are out on a Friday night partying and doing whatever, but this is what I want to do. Uh, even for me, when I gave up video games, video games was something that I loved. I mean, you play it for hours and hours and hours a day, and then you finally just give it up one day. It's like, it, it was it was a very difficult thing to do, but I've counted the cost because I'd rather be effective at doing what God's called me to do. And, and I know my personality. I don't have a personality that can just play for five minutes or 10 minutes. It's, it's you know, it's an, it's hours and hours. I don't, I don't have that time. And so you, you, I've embraced this and this has become my decision. And so the Lord will make it. That's actually what the word of God does, where where you can embrace it and say, no one's making me do this. No one's making me wake up and pray. No one's making me wake up and read the Bible. I want to move ahead with the things of God. I want to see my generation shaken by the power of God. I want to get to heaven and have eternal fruit. I'm embracing this lifestyle that's consistent with sound doctrine. No one has to remind me, don't drink alcohol, don't party, don't lie, cheat or steal. I I want my life to please God. 
And the more that you seek him and you just make up your mind, I'm going to go after it, the more you fall in love with doing that. So, so as one of your prayer points, make it, Lord, make it that I love serving you, that the things that other people would look at and be like, you, you went to church how many times last week? You know, I know the Lord does that. You, you know, like it's a Saturday night and you're like, I'm going to camp meeting, baby. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, you know, to the house of God and we're going to be there till midnight. But embrace the lifestyle. Verse two, lead the male elders into disciplined lives full of dignity and self-control. We talked about that on the, the last podcast. Urge them to have a solid faith generous love and patient endurance. I'm urging you today to have a solid faith. You know, you have to decide to move forward in faith. You have to decide to believe the word. You have to decide to stop making excuses for your situation. Stop believing a lie. I'm urging you to have a solid faith. I'm urging you to stand on the word when things get difficult. I'm urging you to ask somebody for help when things get difficult. I'm urging you to press in in prayer when things get difficult. I'm urging you to not look away from the word. I'm urging you to let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. I'm urging you to meditate on the Bible every day. I'm urging you to live a life of solid faith. I'm urging you to live a life of solid faith. I'm urging you to leave the past in the past because that past will hold you back from doing what God's called you to do. I'm urging you, leave the past behind you. Run, r- run the race. Don't let anything from the past distract you. Don't identify with anything of the world. Identify with the things of God. You're a holy person. You're a righteous person. Le- leave, the, the, leave the fleshly nature behind. I'm urging you to live a life of solid faith. I'm urging you to have generous love. Generous love. I'm urging urging you to be more generous than you've ever been to the kingdom of God. I'm urging you that if you don't tithe, start tithing. Hebrews 7 says, is is a great revelation on tithing in the New Testament. Tithing means 10% of your income. If you make $1,000 in a paycheck, you give $100 of it. It means a tenth. You don't pay all your bills and give 10% of what's left. You give 10% off the top. that honors the Lord, that shows him that you trust him. You know, that was the difference between Israel and the rest of the known world. The rest of the known world worked seven days a week in Israel. The Lord told him, take a day off and I'll do more for you in six days than what those people out there will do without me in seven. And, and, and you'll go further with 90% than you would with 100% because you're honoring me. Malachi 3. Hebrews 7. I'm urging you to live a life of generous love. I'm urging you to be generous towards your parents and your siblings. I'm urging you to go out of your way for other people, to put other people first, to prefer other people. And then I'm urging you to patient endurance. I'm urging you to be a person who day in and day out is, is, is trustworthy, who, do it, who day in and day out is in the word of God, who every day is in prayer. I'm urging you that in five years from now, you still be a person of prayer and a person of the word, a person who seeks, to, who, who goes after the word, a person of study, a person who's studying who's to show themselves approved. I urge you to be a person who doesn't return back to worldly things, to worldly music, to worldly ways of doing things. I'm urging you to be a person of patient endurance. You know, the Bible says those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. I'm urging you to a life of patient endurance. You know, when you, when you have, when you, 
when you decide to stay the course, that's where patience is developed because the devil will come and try to mess with you for a season. But when you just decide, I'm, I'm saying yes to the Lord again. I'm not wavering. You'll come back and you'll find me in five years still moving forward for the things of God. You know, if, if the Lord tarries, you'll look back and my wife and I, and I'll be 70 years old and she'll be in her 60s and we'll still be serving the Lord and we'll be getting more done then than ever before. I've made up my mind. Now till Jesus comes back, I'm going to endure. I'm going to endure affliction. I'm going to endure, uh, uh, I'm going to endure people, uh, people persecuting us. I've made up my mind. I've made up my mind what I'm on the earth for. So I'm urging you to have a solid faith, to have a generous love, and to have a patient endurance. You know, the Lord's got awesome plans for us. Let's hook in now like never before. Let's live disciplined lives full of dignity and self-control like, like, it, like it says here in Titus 2.2. 2. Let's have solid faith. Let's have generous love and let's have patient endurance. This, these are the things that please God. These are the things where God looks and says, I can count on that person. That's my, that's my faithful person. That's the person that I know I can trust that they're going to be there. And they're not going to be a person who wavers back and forth between doctrines. But that's a, per- a person who's rooted and grounded in the things of God. Let's be the people that God's looking for when he looks for faith, faith on this earth. Amen. I love you. God bless you. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next podcast.